step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we'll be talking with Christine Kucherer, GM of platform growth at FastPay. Welcome to the show, Christine. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about FastPay? Sure. We're a financial technology platform, and we provide credit and payment solutions to digital businesses. So how do we do that? We have proprietary technology and analytics. We dynamically assess the creditworthiness of our borrowers, and we basically issue working capital loans anywhere from $5,000 up to $20 million. We have been around since 2009, and we've originated almost $1.5 billion in loans. And we have partners that are providing our capital, including Citibank, Wells Fargo, and SF Capital. We are based in LA, and we also have offices in San Francisco, New York, and London. Over a billion in loans. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, What's the typical term of a loan? About a year. Okay, got it. Um, And how did FastPay get into this market? So our founder, Jed Simon, has a really unusual background for fintech, I would say. He started out as an investment banker, and he is also a VP of finance at DreamWorks previously. So he was kind of on the DreamWorks initial management team, um, worked on their sale to Universal, And when he had the opportunity to either kind of stay along or figure out what to do next, he decided, what am I going to do next? Um, From there, he had a bunch of ideas. So he kind of just started testing ideas, getting things out in the marketplace. And the idea that really resonated and stuck was the one for FastPay. That's incredible. So when did you join the team? It will be a year as of August 1st. Okay. And what's your role at FastPay? So my title is GM of Platform Growth. And of course, the next question everybody asks is, what does that mean? So there's two areas that I focus on. One is our payments platform, which is new to FastPay and definitely happy to talk about that later. And the other piece is our small business lending division. So that's driven primarily by just small businesses finding our information online and registering, providing their information. And for those guys, we can provide loans of up to 100K generally in less than 48 hours after you know they provide the, the right kind of information. Got it. So in your intro, you, you mentioned that you're able to dynamically assess creditworthiness. Um, how are you doing that? So we are basically saving debtor information. So those are the clients of our clients. We're looking at all the invoices generated. We have over 30,000 invoices in our database, and we've been tracking when those invoices get paid. So that's a really key thing that we do that I would say the big banks and other folks in this area don't do. So we know when Google typically pays. We know when Anheuser-Busch typically pays. Um, And when other guys might say, oh, you know, that invoice is over 90 days old. We're not going to help you finance it. We look at some of those debtors and we say, oh, actually, those guys never pay in in 90 days. They're typically paying in 110, 120 days. That's no problem. We're going to work with it. So it is by just kind of continually adding to the database and then having this brilliant analytics team that that's continually analyzing the data below that. Got it. So as a requirement for a loan, you you get uh, payment data. Is that where you collect the data from? Yes. So a, a few things. Well, obviously, just 
do general credit checks on the company and the principals if the company is small, you know, um, an LLC. And then on top of that, we'll look at contracts and the invoices that they've generated to their clients. And what industries do you typically work with? So just digital media, which kind of brings up a whole bunch of of other businesses that you would be familiar with. So obviously agencies, um, small and medium agencies in general, DSPs, SSPs, um, companies doing mobile, so applications, um, advertising, anybody kind of in the digital media game, we will work, we'll consider financing. So are you exclusively loaning against media then? Predominantly media, yep. Okay, got it. Um, so when you work with a smaller, medium-sized agency, um, how does that typically work? How do they engage? So usually they'll have a call with one of our account executives, kind of talk about their needs. Um, sometimes they will only want to finance a portion of their invoices. Other clients will want to say, hey, finance everything. So it's really dependent on the client and their needs. And then we'll kind of run them through with our credit team. So of course, they're doing the credit checks that I talked about previously. And then we'll put together a proposal, kind of go through the proposal. And if it works for the client, and typically we've been pretty competitive, then uh, we'll move forward with, with working together. Got it. So just to clarify, these are invoices for services or invoices for media? It can be both. So with our agencies, it tends to be more service-oriented. You know, it could be creative. But with a lot of the you know, digital side, it could be social media campaigns. It could be a straight-up Google or Facebook campaign. So we really cover a wide range. Got it. And um, does a loan, for, for you, from your guys' perspective, look the same, whether it's for media or for um, services or creative work? I would say yes. It's because we're looking at the creditworthiness overall. So again, it's probably based on size of company and the revenue. Those are more of the metrics that we'll look at rather than the invoices themselves. Got it. So you're, you're more looking at the debtor than the um, than the service company or the agency. Exactly. How do you engage with DSPs or SSPs? So the, it's, it's becoming more interesting in terms of how we're working with them. So we do have some of those in our client list. In fact, um, you know, kind of in the overall what we call ad tech space, that's that actually makes up 32% of our clients. So one area that we're starting to talk to them about is a new product that we have called FastPay Now. So it is for specific clients that have really great credit. They, as an example, let's say they are paying their vendors on net 45 or net 60 terms. We can offer their vendors faster payment at a small fee. And that kind of helps the whole universe, right? We're helping on the DSO side. So just the number of days outstanding and getting those publishers paid faster. And then we're keeping those publishers happier, which helps the DSPs and the SSPs um, just retain those those guys in their networks. How would this compare to um, getting a, a revolving line of credit or something like that? So we can, we, we're getting much more competitive over time, I would say on rates, but the area and the reason why digital media companies like working with FastPay is because this is the only thing we do. So we really understand the business. We understand that it does take typically, you know, in our white paper, um, 86 days for a typical company to get paid in digital media. And we're seeing some of those times stretch even longer. So we're not just applying these really generic business rules that a big bank would to these businesses. We're looking at them specifically as part of this ecosystem and thinking about that when we finance them. Those 86 days that you referenced can be um, can be rather painful. Uh, and we'll have, have more to, to come on that. Um, I'm kind of curious, um, what's the, what's, What's a cool innovation that's going on at FastPay? So we recently launched FastPay Complete. 
And that allows our clients to manage their working capital in one platform. So what that means is they can submit invoices to be funded, um, of course, even before they're being paid by their own clients. And we advance funds that a company can use to pay their bills. So kind of in the old world of FastPay, we were we were funding those invoices. And now we're actually helping the clients deploy their capital too. So after we fund that invoice, the funds can actually be deployed the same day that we fund that invoice. What that means is that we can create more availability for our clients. So in other words, maybe they had been borrowing up to 80% of an invoice value. Now they can borrow up to 85%. It helps them to pay their vendors faster and they actually can save on foreign exchange rates and things like that. So um, essentially what complete is, is it's not not only doing the financing side, but it's also helping our clients out with their payments as well. Sounds really useful. Uh, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we will be getting more into FinTech with Christine. Don't go away. Georgecast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Christine of FastPay. Christine, hey there. <laughs> welcome back. Um, can you give our listeners a pointer or two on how you do your type of work effectively? Personally or as a company? Personally, please. Hmm. I'm really big into lists, and I am kind of attached to my Google Calendar. So in terms of lists... I keep a to-do list just in a Google Doc, and I make sure I keep myself on track. I use just good old simple things like highlighting, bold facing, things that I really need to do go to the top and are in super large font, so they're really in front of my face. Uh, I think anybody in a company with more than 10 people probably uses some sort of calendaring tool, and I definitely need that to just keep my schedule managed. Um, I also block out the calendar for when I know there's some deadline coming up or I have something big to do in the next few days. 
So those are kind of my main tools for staying organized and on top of stuff. Sounds like uh, several different ways to remind yourself of what's really important. Yeah. Um, now onto the onto fintech a little better or finance in general. What are some common myths or misconceptions about your field? Well, a lot of people say financial service is boring. You know, you think of kind of that office space type character, right? The guy in his suit sitting in the corner, stamping his reports or whatever, uh, not boring at all. We have a lot of companies in this space that are innovating and it's consumer as well as, well as B2B. So, you know, myth number one, financial services being boring, totally not true. Um, another myth would be that B2B itself is boring, definitely also not true. So I've worked on both B2C as well as B2B companies. And I think B2B is really interesting because you get to solve some really complex issues. It's nice to see industries that have been a- around for a long time seeing um, seeing innovation as well. Um, I'm curious, what are some trends you're seeing in the di- digital media space? Hmm. As big brands are shifting more of their spending to digital, they're really starting to call a lot of shots. So I think the big example that everybody's talked about recently is the Procter & Gamble chief brand officer, yep. Mark Pritchard. Um, he was basically requiring everybody in the supply chain has to use industry standard viewability metrics. They have to use the same fraud protection measures, third-party verification. So that's just a trend overall that the, where the big brands are really calling the shots. Not surprising. The other trend that has been just crazy busy in the past few weeks is there's been a ton of consolidation in digital media. So top of mind, Outbrain acquired Zamanta a few weeks ago. Rubicon Project acquired Ntoggle. And also Seismic acquired Rocket Fuel. So that was just probably in the past six to eight weeks. So there's just been a, a ton more consolidation recently. What do you think that consolidation means to the industry? It's kind of the, the next phase, right? It's, it's digital media growing up. And I think consolidation is pretty typical in any business that's, you know, had its growing pains and you're seeing the bigger players with more resources being able to acquire the smaller players. So to me, it's just kind of the next phase for digital media. Got it. Um, what uh, What's exciting or what, what is FastPay up to these days? I kind of stole my own thunder. So <laughs> uh, earlier I talked about FastPay Complete. Yeah, that's so that's right. the big, that's the big thing that's exciting for us is really this this new platform that's allowing our clients to kind of combine their receivables and, and their payables. I'm going to go back to DSPs for a minute. I'm, I'm curious if um, timing of payment is something that happens during a, a DSP um, media auction. Is that something you're seeing? I think it does happen with larger, more sophisticated players. If you're just a small, small guy making buys, then I don't think you have as much power in making that decision. But of course, the more money you have to spend, the more power you have in that and kind of including timing in the buy. So yeah, kinda, we see it. That kind of goes back to the thing you're saying where um, large brands are also calling shots, right? That's exactly right. Got it. W- when you work with a DSP, I'm curious. Um, I-, I guess I'm expecting that their their media audience is is very large and vast. Are you are you pulling in extremely small transactions, or are you looking at things on a larger scale than that? We see a really wide range. So some of our invoices might be thousand dollars, and others might be in the six figures. Got so it. a really you, wide range. Do you treat those pretty much the same, or are they kind of considered differently? We're looking at the debtor, definitely the size of the transaction um, and the history that we have with that debtor. So if it was the first time we ever saw that debtor, we're going to really look closely. But if we've gotten hundreds of invoices from that debtor, then we're going to let the algorithm take care of it. So if you see a new debtor, do you prefer that things kind of ramp up over time and you create a, a, a payment history with them? Absolutely. So we're basically, you know, First, it's kind of human intervention, just looking at who that debtor is and making sure they're legit. 
But over time, it is really about the algorithm kind of doing its job. How much variation do you say, see in invoice payment timing based on the vendor? That's a really good question. So we kind of we see with a lot of vendors, they have two payment cycles. So for I'm not going to name names in this example, but just I'll, I'll give an example. So Great. let's say one vendor, we see that most of their payments are happening on day 35. And then we kind of see this second tier where they're paying a bunch of folks around day 50. And so that data is really interesting to us. And we're starting to share it with our clients and say, hey, it looks like you're in that second tier. You may want to go back to that accounts payable team and try to figure out, hmm, I have this data. I've heard from FastPay that their other clients are getting paid at day 35. Why am I not? So we're hoping to get that data aggregated over time, share it with our clients and help them to get paid faster. I guess another thing that you just um, kind of I guess sparked an interest in my mind. Are you giving a fixed price for um, on the accounts payable, or is it a, a rate based price? It's based on rate. Okay, got it. Yeah. So if you're in the the 50 day range and you get to the 35 day range, that would actually save the client money. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, and what are some factors that might put you in the 50-day range versus the 35-day range? It tends to be, again, the power of the client. If you're a really big client and you're doing a lot of work um, with that debtor, they're probably going to treat you a little bit more nicely. But if you're a little guy, maybe doing some tail-type work, then you might get paid a little bit later. That's kind of the big stuff I'm seeing is it tends to be volume-based um, but who knows? It could just be that the negotiation up front was not great. So the more information we can provide with our clients, the better off they're going to be. Got it. So, um, I mean, if it is truly volume-based, there's probably not much you can do as a um, as a provider. Um, are there any things that, that the small guys can do, um, either in negotiation up front or in follow-up after the fact? I think it does help just to have that, that straight set of data, right? I think the vendor might be surprised, like, where'd you get that information? But because we're just collecting it for obviously many, many clients, um, they can say, well, FastPay is anonymized data from all of their clients, and this is the data I have from them. So at least it becomes another item that can be thrown into the negotiation. Take our second break then, and we'll get into a couple stories after the break. Um, the first one is FastPay's white paper, um, and second one is about FinTech's global market dynamics. Don't go away. FjorgeCast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. 
visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with Cast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to Cast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Christine Kucher of FastPay. Our first article today is a white, pa- white paper from FastPay titled Digital Firms Denied Credit While Global Media Spends Soars. Can you tell us about the white paper, Christine? Sure. We put it out about half a year ago. And it was basically based on our analysis of over 30,000 invoices. I believe they dated from 2013 up to early 2017. So very recent data specific to digital media and covering a wide range of folks within the digital media ecosystem. Sure. So it calls out the statistic you mentioned earlier that average days sales outstanding for invoices is 86 days. Um, Obviously, that creates a, a... brutal cash conversion cycle. Um, Payment timeline, it also highlights that payment payment timelines are only getting worse. I'm curious why you think this is. I think part of it is just the structure of digital media today. So we like to always compare old world to new world. So in the old world, it was a media agency. They were probably going to a large television holding company, let's say ABC, putting in the buy, and then the viewer or audience would see it. So really, really straightforward economics and supply chain. Now, today, you're having that brand go through an agency. The agency is then going through a bunch of kind of other layers, right? It's the networks. It's an SSP. It's a DSP. It could be an exchange. So it could be another four layers before it finally gets to that end consumer through a publisher or publishing network. Um, Therefore, obviously, just many, many more capital hops along the way from the big brand all the way to the consumer. And so when you kind of go backwards, right, when it comes time to getting paid, you can just imagine it takes that much longer. So if I understand that correctly, it's it's the increased complexity and the increased number of payers um, or even people receiving money um, is what's slowing it down. That's how we look at it, yes. Um, Is there a a point where Um, this becomes out of hand and there might need to be some sort of reform in the industry? Reform is tricky. As a company, I don't know if we have any policies or kind of, you know, we we don't have lobbyists in DC. We're not thinking about it that way, but we're thinking about how we can kind of step in and solve that issue. So obviously when our founder, Jed Simon, started the company, he saw already like, hmm, there's going to be a need in digital media. It seems like people are getting, it's getting longer and longer to get them paid and how can we step in? So we are kind of looking at that whole ecosystem and able to finance based on our knowledge of the, the universe. So do you think it will continue to increase from here? DSOs? Yep. We're seeing that trend. Um, okay. For some clients, we've even, or sorry, for some debtors, we've seen the DSOs creep, right? From 
hmm, 93 days to 96 days. So especially the bigger the, the buying power of the brand, the longer they're kind of holding out on their invoices. And if, you know, as the, the great examples, like a big beverage company or a big soft drink company, if you're that small publisher on the tail end, you want that money, right? You know, it's, it's, they're going to be good to pay you. Um, it's a great brand to have on your website. But at the same time, you, you don't really have much power to say, gee, I don't want to get paid in 95, 100 days. You're going to say, yes, sir. Thanks so much for advertising on my site. I'll take it. Can you compare um, taking a loan with fast pay to financing either through cash flow or something else? How does it impact profitability? So clients are working with fast pay because we have been able to get much more competitive on rates versus the traditional players. We obviously know their businesses really well. Digital media is all we do day in and day out. And we just, we, we're really comfortable with the, the timing, right, in this business. I think I mentioned earlier, a big bank, if your invoices are 90 days outstanding, they say, sorry, we're not going to be able to finance that. But for us, we can look at the debtor and assess whether we think that payment's going to be made or not, and then we'll be able to extend the loan. It sounds like a great model and that you uh, really provide value to your clients, which is pretty cool. Um, our second story today, uh, titled Technological Leapfrogging, Why Rich Countries Lag Behind in Fintech Adoption. The article points out less developed countries are leading in the fintech market. Um, it speculates that this might be related to um, them being mobile first countries. I'm, I'm curious if you're seeing that from your side, Christine. That article was pretty consumer focused. So I can't really speak to it for our business specifically. I mean, just kind of to think about when I looked at that article and thought about what are the comparisons to our industry, you know, both consumer and B2B in the US, we have really strong infrastructure, right? We have banks, we have a regulatory regime built up by the US government. We have kind of the rails in place, for example, Visa and MasterCard. So those are some of the things in place, both on the consumer and the business side, that kind of can apply to this concept of leapfrogging. In the US, both on consumer as well as B2B, we have gatekeepers, I kind of like to call. So um, these are kind of structurally entrenched players that make it a lot harder to make changes. Um, I'm kind of thinking about even on the consumer side, for example, Venmo, they've obviously made a big splash recently. And, you know, they've gotten really big consumer adoption. And then it took years for the big banks to come up with Zelle. So I'm really curious to see where Zelle is going to come in in the next year or so in terms of their customer adoption numbers, because they already have that, that built-in customer base, right? You're a customer of Chase or you're a customer of B of A already. So it's not that much harder to give them your mobile number and be able to facilitate your consumer-to-consumer transactions. Um, the other noticed in that article was the discussion of unbanked populations. So that applies for the US too. So previously I'd been at Green Dot Corporation, which targeted unbanked consumers. And I think that that's where there was a lot of innovation on the consumer side in the US. And you also saw that internationally, right? So where somebody didn't have a tie to a, a large financial institution, they make a lot of innovation. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I guess what I'm seeing here is um, there is room for innovation. Um, and then, like you mentioned, the big with the Venmo example, um, there are larger players that are coming, coming in and kind of um, seeing the adoption that's taken place and, and trying to see how they can be a part of it. Um, so we're out of time. That's it for today on Fjordcast. Uh, you can find FastPay at gofastpay.com. 
Um, or you can reach Christine by email at christine at gofastpay.com. Thanks for being on the show today, Christine. Thanks for having me. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 